You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Making Waves Welcome back to Making Waves. It's been, uh, well, it's been, it feels like a long, long time since we've had our last episode, but call it our summer break. But anyway, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Justin. I'm here along with the Shiprocks host, Chad. Chad, say hey. Oh, hey, hey. There you go. Anyway, guys, thank you again for joining Making Waves. We are the Shiprock Podcast. We are part of the Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcast family. So again, thank you for joining us. And tonight we have, uh, well, we have two very special gentlemen. We have uh, Britton and Seth from uh, Wage Ward. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thank, thank you, you for having, having us. us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you guys are one of the bands that's going to be joining us here in 2023, and we'll, we'll get to that at some point. But uh, right off the bat, you guys have been working nonstop this year. Um, on the road, you come off this massive Slipknot tour getting ready to head into another big one, uh, working off the back of, uh, I guess, the 2021 release, uh, Manic. Have you taking time to uh, <laughs> get a breather in? Yeah, I've been kicking my feet up as much as I can. I feel like we've been one of the busiest bands since, you know, uh, some of the COVID restrictions have been lifted. So we were hitting the road hard this last year. Yeah. How did it feel being on those stages at this, this stage after COVID? I don't know if you've done slipknot size arenas before this mm -hmm. so excuse me if i'm wrong but i would imagine it's probably a consistent in a consistent basis a little weird to be around all of those amounts of people even if you are in the, the band but nonetheless i'd love to hear how it how you felt after you know covid and then going back out there and yeah that was arenas. our uh that was our first arena run so thank you slipknot first of all for taking us on on that but um yeah, um, fans were like so appreciative to like have live music back. It didn't matter like if you were into a band or not. Like it was, it was just you, you know you could see the whole community come together and be like, "Yeah, we got our music back." So that was huge. That's great. I love hearing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, just going off what Britain said, those were the first arenas we ever played. So you know, obviously the first couple shows were pretty, yeah. uh, pretty nerve wracking, pretty intimidating. Uh, just stepping into like those massive arenas, way bigger than what we're used to. And oh, yeah. uh, the the weirdest part about it was by the end of it, you know, we played like what, 21, 22 shows, something like that. Uh, it felt like by the end of it, it was almost like normal in a weird way. Um, you know, uh, the whole team, uh, Slipknot, band and crew and everybody they had working for them was very accommodating and made us just feel super welcome and uh, comfortable out there on the road. So like by the, 
by the last week of the tour, we were like, all right, let's, let's get it. Let's rip another arena gig, you know? And it just kind of felt normal, uh, which was so strange because it was so scary at first. It's interesting when you, you do feel that intimidate, you're a little intimidated at first, but, but you're like, you're 10 shows in and it, you're like, you said, it starts to feel somewhat normal. I think at that point you realize, you know, we're ready to do this. We're ready to go to these bigger rooms. We're ready to do these. I mean, you guys have been doing the festival circuit, so you're looking at 20, 30,000 at, at time, but every night when you're looking at that, it's a little daunting. Plus, yeah. you know, you have the task of trying to open up for one of the better live bands of the last probably 10 years. Right. Yep. But you guys took full advantage because today you guys dropped the live video for Godspeed. So congrats on that. It looked like you Thank guys you. utilized your time with uh, the arena shows very well with the video. Uh, tell us yep. about the process and what was the decision to make a live one instead of a more uh, kind of like narrative-based uh, video? Um, I, I think we've never done a video really like that. I think we took a stab at one back in the day. I think Bryce did it, didn't he, Seth? For uh, yeah, for our first album, we had a song called Blue yeah. Prince. Yeah, worked on. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's something we haven't done in a long time, and uh, we had a photo video person out with us that was absolutely awesome, and uh, she took advantage of you know all these big big gigs and put something together special. Yeah, I, I tell you what, as a fan and as someone who just enjoys the live video aspect of things, I. I I love the kind of like we can always hark back to the Bon Jovi Scorpion backstage uh, pieces that fit in with the live action. We always love that because you're giving your fans like a, a look back into what's really going on back there. That's always a lot of fun to me. But uh, yeah, congratulations on, on getting that down. Um, Thank and, you. You know, we're stoked for you guys like that. But uh, you guys have another uh, tour coming up here with uh, Three Days Grace. Um, mm -hmm. When you go on these tours, is, is you know, we all know a lot of times it's agents or managers talking. Are you friends with a lot of these guys and bands? And is there talking like, Hey, come on the road with us. I think it'd be a good idea. And then you just finally get to a point where you do it or. I'd say it just um, on the band really. Um, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of bands that we've made friends with, whether it be, you know, through mutual friends or just online or maybe at festivals, we've run into each other and hung out for a night or something. Um, but when it comes to bands like Slipknot and Three Days Grace, you know, some of those guys we haven't really run into. Uh, so, you know, some of these tours are, you got to give a big shout out to the team and, you know, management and booking agents who kind of make those connections for us. Um, but then, you know, of course there's other, there's other times where, you know, we, uh, we were good friends with Beartooth and we had never even really like, we had never toured with them, only played a handful of shows, hung out a couple of times, you know, but, uh, just after those couple of times, you could kind of tell like, Hey, I think, I think we get along pretty well and we should tour together, you know? And, yeah. uh, that was one of my favorite tours we ever did was, uh, running out with Beartooth. So it just depends on the band and, you know, uh, if you've run into them or made any connections along the way and just kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah. I, we definitely I, I like to hang out. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Those dudes are great for the, like the, the hang they're cool dudes um you know being midwest dudes too uh they have like a different sense of uh, you know even if as large as they get they're still from columbus ohio right so the idea yeah is like you know you can't get you can't get yourself too far away from high street i suppose you guys yeah. are starting that uh that three days grace uh tour here uh what july 18th i'm in from detroit i'm here right now and i think you're I just looking your tour starts here at the fillmore just down the street from me yeah yeah it does i think it's yeah. uh the 18th i think what we leave we leave the 15th we have some rehearsals leading up to that just to 
knock the rest yeah. off, and then we'll be headed up that way. And correct me if I'm wrong, and Justin, sorry if I'm stepping on your toes here, but after that, you guys do your own headlining tour. Would it be your first time in the Europe and UK, right? Is that like... Uh, um, that'd be our second one, right, Brett? Yeah. 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 Um, we did a pretty... Uh, what was it? I think it was like three weeks, the last one we did. It was it was kind of a short run, but still. Uh, hit some select dates in Europe and hit the UK pretty hard. Yeah. And that was actually our last... Uh, well, one of our last tours before the pandemic. So it was our last yeah. European tour. So that's talking about, you know, way back in 2019. And mm-hmm. uh, and then we haven't been back since. So this will be a, a great comeback story for us and uh, hitting some bigger rooms and, and more cities in Europe than we've ever done before. So as a headliner, at least. Uh, and we're excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. That's Is awesome. there ever that time when you're sitting there and like, hey, we're in a metal, we're, we're an American band. How do they know about us in Hungary? Is there ever that kind of like, how in the hell do these people know about us? How do 4,000 people know about us in this city? Is there ever that point? I mean, obviously you get to a certain stature in the metal magazines and radio and TV and the internet's global, but there's still, you still kind of got to go, how the fuck do all these people know about us? We're just (laughs) this band from Florida. I think that's just the power of the internet sometimes, even though the the internet sucks, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's definitely got our name out there so i can't hate it too much That's yeah no 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 yeah there you go there you go <laughs> so you guys internet sucks <laughs> so man man it came out at the tail end of 2021 is it and with you guys all the amount of shows you put in since the record came out is it ever feel like sometimes like man we, we should i feel like this album is like 10 years old we need to start working on new material or does it still feel very fresh um, I think I'm starting to hit that um, hitting that line of like, okay, I'm ready to work on some new stuff again. Um, and I think what I, I think it's because we've been touring so hard on this new stuff. So. Gotta be, it's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, we just got we just got done. Britton said it earlier, but if you know, I think we probably are the busiest band since the uh, lifted COVID restrictions. Because back in October 2021, we came back with Beartooth, did a tour. Uh, a couple festivals before the holidays, came back, did Falling in Reverse, had a, just a little bit of time off. Then we did Slipknot and our headliner back-to-back. That alone was 11 weeks in a row. Now we're about to go out with Three Days Grace. It's just been nonstop. And, of course, we're pushing the new record. So, like he said, I mean, yeah. I think we're just now probably starting to get to the point where it's like it kind of does feel like the album's been out for a while, even though it hasn't even been mm-hmm. out for a year yet. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of weird, but we've just been pushing so hard on uh, touring so much. Uh, we well, definitely t- have had talks about all right. When are we going to start the next record here and start working on it? You know, the mm-hmm. thing is, you say that, but the label's like, wait a minute, we just dropped the third single kind of today. We uh, we have some. There's <laughs> yes. a lot of life still to go here. Which yes. brings yeah. up the question. We, so we had Elias from Nonpoint on last show, and we were talking about the idea of like going forward, what the industry looks like, and a lot of bands it's like it's kind of becoming an EP thing. Hey, let's just drop an EP every year. It's instead of the full album, or people really in the full albums anymore. I mean, obviously, some of us are you know hardcore. We want all ten or eleven songs, but is that something you guys kick around too? Hey, maybe we'll just drop a single here just to keep things a little lively. Drop something newer. Hey, let's put out an EP and that'll suffice. Or is it just like we have to lay down a full A and B side? I think we've talked, you know, about multiple options like that. Um, I, we're definitely into like putting singles out there and, you know, just 
getting as much content as we can. But uh, I would say probably at the end of the day, we're a little bit old fashioned and like that, you know, 12 to 13 song record. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just depends, you know, um, I feel like the music industry is definitely changing when it comes to like, you know, albums and EPs and singles, but uh, you know, we'll just, we're just riding the wave right now and see where it goes. Yeah. 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 Some of those bands are even putting out, you know, a single at a time, like a single every month or two. Mm-hmm. And then after, you know, a year and a half passes, just drop them all and call it an album, you know? Yeah. I think, I think Memphis, Memphis Mayfire just did that. Didn't they? they did. Yeah. And it's a yeah. cool, it's a cool idea. It keeps, you know, yeah. keeps people paying attention to what you're doing. And then as soon as you drop that album, a month later, put another single out for the next one. You know, it's just yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of an interesting thought and there's definitely bands out there doing it. So I wouldn't be opposed into as a, uh, opposed to explore that for sure yeah it yeah, kind of brings favorite. back the old uh, sub pop single uh sub pop used to have that single of the month club yeah the club. oh yeah yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah one of my favorite success stories with that that model is uh um bishop briggs are you familiar with her run me mm-hmm. like a river okay well anyways this girl bishop briggs <laughs> she put out like a few singles right and compiled that on ep put out a couple more singles made another ep cut out about four of those songs put them on a record and added three new songs over the course of like i mean so she really put out over the course of three and a half years and from that she went from like a single the single crush the crush crushing single made it onto like all the tonight shows all that stuff so then she had momentum for the ep blah 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 so you, you can see it working like these if you're using the tools that are available without all of the other things like late night TV and shit, you can really see it work. But then again, yeah. are you putting, are you a band that's putting a co- cohesive body of work together and that your fans, she was a brand new artist, right? You guys have been doing this yeah. since 2010. You have a fan base, mm-hmm. uh, regardless, regardless if uh, you're playing the late night show or not, they're probably expecting a certain sort of pedigree from you. Um, with that being said, I think that you're at the, a great personally uh, at a great home with fearless and all of that to really ex- experiment just because of the the idea of what's behind um, the wall there they have the infrastructure to kind of take the risks and see what's going yeah. on not to get nervous yeah, absolutely music industry talk but i think it's cool to see you guys win it, i used to be in a band called wilson i sang in it for years and i think we played with you guys in 2013 but it, you might have been called empire or uh, were you called a different band yeah. name back then? We were called Empires. Yeah. yeah, 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 Empires. That's right. And so, like, when I got when when I got the confirmation that you guys were playing it, I was looking at all the bands. I'm like, which one? I've been listening to them, and I looked back, and I was like, I know those guys. You know, we played in Florida wow. with you like, back in the day. But just where was that? Do you remember where that was? Yeah, it was like yeah. a Panhandle, uh, Jacks, not Jacksonville, but what's that little Pensacola? Wow. Uh, not Jack Rabbits. That's in somewhere else way down. A small club. Okay. Okay. I, I think it. it might even been like a, a Shai Hulad. Shai Hula, I can't. Chad's band when he's singing okay. it. We were touring. Okay. Yeah. Dang, what a small world. That's awesome. Crazy. I had a big beard back then. But regardless <laughs> of all of that, I think that you guys are set up to kind of like, if that worked for you, and it clearly did. And it's continuing to work with you, work, work for you guys. It went from wage war playing tiny clubs now to wage war playing arenas to headlining and doing your own like clubs and theater size shows. I mean, you could probably experiment. Don't get me wrong, I'm not the label, but you could probably experiment and still have uh, the same exact, if not better, results as the the constant, yeah, consistent album. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we hope for. We hope for, uh, you know, the, the ability to kind of keep doing what we're doing, but keep pushing the envelope and exploring our sound and, you know, trying new things and not getting, uh, not getting stale, you know? Yeah. 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 That's what the chat was talking about. The idea of fearless. Fearless is great in the sense of like, like Sumerian and, and Roadrunner to a point, nuclear blast. Independence are very fleet footed, but also run like a major. And a lot of times they work with majors, but they're, they have that added sense of like, hey, go do what the fuck you want. Let's see how it works. You know? Yeah. You're yeah. not beholden like you would be to uh, whatever the corporate structure would be at a Columbia or a Warner Brothers or anything of that nature. Uh, so yeah. speaking of, you guys are four albums deep into Wage War. Um, is there ever, do you guys kind of get the thing where you're going to go, should we stay the course, put out the sound that our fans like, that we like playing? Or is there a time where like, hey, is it time to kind of throw a little wrench into the works here and see what we can kind of get away with experimental wise or maybe do a little bit of a little, little swerve or, or right now, is it just like, we're going to keep hammering away like Iron Maiden, man. Everything's going to, we're going to fucking <laughs> keep this lineage going. Um, I, I think we love to experiment. Um, I, I feel like when we get into writing mode, um, I know Cody and Seth are a big part in our uh, writing process and they, they love experimenting with like different chorus ideas and stuff like that. But um, I do think at the end of the day, we do like to like not, stray too far away from our identity um mm -hmm. i mean we're we're a heavy metal band at heart and uh you know i, I don't want to put out a record that you know people listen to it and they don't even know like is that wage war you know i want i want them to be like oh this is this is different but you know i can still tell it's wage war a little bit okay yeah, yeah. i couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself i think we always want a fresh sound with every cycle you know mm -hmm. uh if we can make it happen uh, but without like abandoning our roots and who we are and the riffs and the breakdowns and the heavy parts and, but kind of just, you know, spice it up, make it different, make it new, make it fresh. Um, and yeah, just push ourselves creatively. I mean, Cody is definitely our main writer and he's, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll bring something to the table that I have just never heard before. <laughs> and yeah. uh, like he did that with our song Manic, uh, our song mm -hmm. Manic on, on our latest record, which it's the title track for the album Manic. And I remember uh, getting the first version of that sent to us in a text message. And I was just like, Cody, what have you done? <laughs> what have <laughs> what you done? But, what do you mean? Yeah, what have I done? What's wrong? What's wrong? No, yeah, but it was like a good, what have you done? It was, sure, it was just like, a, dang, I've never, yeah. I haven't really heard anything like this. And this is really cool and, and unique and, um, so, I mean, that's just one example of, you know, yeah. something very different for our band, but yeah. we kind of pushed it out there, took the risk, said, well, they might hate this. They might not ended up being like the title track with, you know, the high budget music video on the record and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, it went over really well. So I think when you have a success story like that on what was sort of a risk on the album, you know, it definitely encourages you to reach out there again and see what else you can come up with. That's kind of different for you, you know? Yeah. With four studio albums. I mean, I don't know if Drew, I know Drew is a good friend of mine. Uh, he did your last, we did, he produced Manic with you guys, right? Yeah. Drew Folk. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard Blood for all intensive purposes. But yes. uh, yeah, yeah, Drew. <laughs> uh, have you done um, with the four records now, have you done multiple records with Drew? Have you experienced other producers or in, and what's your kind of process going into that, especially going into a new record, knowing all of the, the you know, the foundation of the past four. So we want. did, uh, 
the record before this one called Pressure. We did the whole thing with Drew Folk. And um, on Manic, we did like half of it with Drew Folk. And then we did the other half with uh, Jeremy McKinnon and Andrew Wade back in Florida. Um, and we kind of wanted to like do the more experimental and active rock kind of style songs with Drew. And then kind of do more, the more heavy heavy metal metalcore stuff with uh, Jeremy and Andrew. And um, I feel like that worked perfect. You know, I, our record definitely is a roller coaster of, you know, songs up and down and, and things being different. And I feel like working with those two, uh, two or those three people um, really made the album come together and have, you know, different sides of it. Do, do you yeah. feel like, so the record before that was like what, 2019 and that was also with Drew then? I, I would yeah. Yes. Um, excuse me for not remembering the title of the record that was before that, but I assume that wasn't with True. Um, no. What so, was that situation like? So Dead Weight, yeah, Dead Weight was mm-hmm. with Andrew Wade and Jeremy McKinnon. Um, okay. And that was, uh, our first record was also Andrew Wade, Jeremy McKinnon. So by the time we got yeah. to album three, you know, we were like, well, let's, you know, explore and and see you know this will kind of bring a fresh sound to what we're doing and you know experimented and so we we got drew on the team for that record and uh did a lot of really good things for our band and for album four we're like well we really love you know the last record dead weight and pressure what if we kind of split these teams of people up and bring you know drew to half the record and do what he's really good at for those six songs and then have you know jeremy mckinnon and andrew wade work together for the other half of the album and it just kind of created like what we all think is our most well-balanced record yet and you know it does have songs like godspeed which we released today which is you know we're hoping to push to radio you know and we've got songs like death roll which is just an, an insane song all the way through with a crazy breakdown in it so it's it's a really like britain said roller coaster of an album but working with those two different you know groups of people and producers it did allow us to kind of balance out the record uh, from, you know, the radio side to the more heavy metal side of our band. Smart. Let me, so to me, the song that epitomizes your sound when I listen to you guys is High Horse. That just, to me, that's the one that kind of hits me like that's, that's Wage War. So question I got asked, it's the most cliche question of all time, always. What did you guys grow up listening to? What what formed you to the point where you decided this is the direction I'm going to take a band I'm in? in? What was what were the records growing up that you were listening to? Um, I've always loved like old school metal, like Pantera, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think the record that got me on you know the more heavy metal path was uh, Ride the Lightning from Metallica. I remember putting that in for the first time and hearing the first track, Fight Fire with Fire, and I'm like, holy crap! I'm like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Just hearing the, like the double kick and the drums for the first time. And just like hearing those sick riffs, it was all over after that. I'm like, okay, I need to find more. So I found more bands like Pantera, Lamb of God, like kind of went down the rabbit hole. When you heard ride the lightning and then heard mm-hmm. master a year or two later, what was your reaction to hearing that? Were you like, wow, they really upped their game or production got much better. Um, Honestly, I think I like Ride the Lightning more. I, I think that's just because... Uh, Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's just, it, it was more it was more thrashy. And I think sure, I sure. Yeah, of, it's raw. Yeah. It's raw as hell. Yeah, I like that. So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I grew up with. My dad was big okay. into classic rock. So he, he dabbled a little bit with like Iron Maiden and stuff. So 
when I got into a CD collection, it kind of just opened my mind even more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, that's okay. how I, I kind of got going. Yeah. Well, Seth, how about you, bud? Yeah, I was going to say uh, my dad got me into guitar bands for sure, but it was mm-hmm. more along the lines of like Boston and Kansas and even Queen, you know, some of those bands. And then I kind of discovered uh, the heavier side of music through my brother, who was in like mm-hmm. a local metal band back in the day. And he got me into, you know, some of the, at the time, local bands that would literally play shows at like my old church that I was grew up in and everything. So I literally saw Under Oath and A Day to Remember and bands that came up in, in Central Florida and watched them become, you know, what they are today uh, after all that. So it's it was pretty inspiring and uh, kind of made me want to join a band. And I, you know, went on with Cody, but it all started listening to, you know, guitar solos by Boston and Kansas and those types of bands got me into guitar music. And then I dove into metal after that. Isn't it funny when you listen to like a boss, a band like Boston, then when you're still kind of like figuring out what music is and how the hell could I ever play that? And now you, you're an accomplished player and you go back to listen to it. Do you, do you listen to a much different years? Like, wow, that's super interesting. You kind of break it apart now more of in a technical aspect. Do you still just enjoy it? Like you did when you were, you know, a young kid and didn't know how to play just yet. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely enjoy it like a kid because those are classics and it's nostalgic mm-hmm. at this point and it just takes me right back to that place, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, after pl- playing guitar for, I don't know, 15 years or so now, it's like when I'm hearing a guitar solo, I'm picturing it on the fretboard, you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. kind of just, so it's it's a little different than it used to be in that aspect, but it's all the same, man. It's all just good music, you know? Yeah. I, I Chad, I gotta ask real quick, Chad. When when Florida when the name when Florida people talk about Florida, and they think about music, they don't think they think Skinner initially, right? But then I created all. What is what with Florida and all these different scenes? You have the Tampa, like the the death metal scene, and then you have like the Jacksonville thing, and now you guys from Ocala. What is it about Florida that keeps putting out these like quality hard rock and metal records? What is what is it? Is it just like a as a reaction to the wonderful weather and just the pleasantry <laughs> of the place, or what? Is, what is it? It's just I, that I'm, always, I'm at a loss. Is it a Florida? Is there a Florida? I mean, I know there's a Florida man, but I figure I don't know if how much angst is in that guy. Is it just? What is <laughs> so it? It's a guy's. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, multiple people. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I'm just curious. I think, I think some people forget that uh, Florida's like what third or fourth most populated state in the sure, U.S. Sure. Sure. So yeah, there's just a lot of something to do with it. Yeah. I think there's just yeah. a lot of people here, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. But it's, it's just, just they always struck me so funny. It's like Florida, Florida's producing this stuff. And not, then we forget that Tom Petty's from Gainesville. And, you know, you realize yeah. there's this incredibly rich history of music down there. Um, you know, but, uh, just, just to add to that, though, I mean, I, I really do believe that there is something to it when when you see someone else from your area do what mm-hmm. you want to do. It makes that dream seem a little more achievable. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do, but you, you know, there's, there's several instances where you'll see a band come up and then a few years later, another band comes up out of that area. And I really do think like that, you know, inspires people to see somebody make it from their hometown and, yeah. and even just home state. So you never know, maybe, you know, maybe there's other people like us that saw some heroes rise up from their state or from Florida or whatever. And they're like, Hey, 
I could do that one day. Yeah, you know? it's it's attainable because the guy down the street did it. Exactly. Uh, with that said, welcome everyone on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live now, so uh, please, everyone who's who's watching tonight and chiming in, please say hey to uh, to Seth and Britain from Wage War. If you have questions, please put them down the thread, and we will get to those while we continue our conversation. Since we're here on the Shiprock cruise, uh, and we have everybody from Shiprock that's tuning in right now with us, uh, who was it that had had never been on a on a cruise before? Was it Britain? It was me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Seth, you have. I actually don't know how to answer that. I've been on like okay. a, a, a weird river cruise, but it's not like what we're doing on Ship Rock. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I haven't been on like a real cruise ship cruise, you know? Okay. Okay. So I'll start with I'll start with you, Britton, uh, because he's got at least a little bit of the onboard thing. So have you been on a vessel before, like a, in the sea? Have you like walked onto a moving boat where you stood in that sea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm from Florida, so we do a lot of fishing. So I've, I've done a lot of deep sea fishing, uh, some fishing charters and things like that. It's it's always been fishing. So it'll be nice well, to just, you know, hang, hang out. I'm, well, I'm excited to learn maybe some fishing um, tips from you. But what <laughs> I wanted to ask you, is there anything that like, uh, like, I guess we're a little bit further out, but like soon as, for instance, when my old band got announced uh, and we were, we were going to do it for the first time ever, I'd never been on a ship mm -hmm. either immediately for like months straight i would just kept having these like crazy thoughts in my mind like okay so like what do i need to make sure that i don't like puke or stand up straight people would tell me <laughs> stories uh do you have any worries uh to being on it performing on the ship um you I think the bus, gonna, but. no you're good I, I think i'm gonna bring some germamine and uh hope for the best <laughs> do you drink because uh no i don't Okay, so. the Dramamine, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Seth? Do you have any worries, concerns? Uh, I actually do a little bit, uh, mainly because one time we took a ferry from somewhere to somewhere across the English Channel, England yeah. to like France or something like that. And uh, I, it was not even like that long of a ride, you know, maybe hour, hour and a half or something. But I, I think I threw up seven times. I got nice. so seasick. And it was like very rough and stormy. Um, but that always makes me scared of getting on a boat. <laughs> so, uh, so this time around, I, I'm definitely going to be bringing the dram uh, Dramamine like Britain for sure. So if I can help you and I, everybody's different, I thought the same thing. Because before we had done the ship, I, I, went, I got like super fucked up on a little. But it's not the same. The boat yeah. doesn't move the same. It's a, pretty much a steady vessel. The only time you really acknowledge it is when you can see something in the back in the background staying still while you're moving. Uh, with that being said, I was going to say one of the things you can count on uh, is the fans on the ship will make sure that whatever anxieties or uh, uncomfortable feelings you have immediately upon entering the ship, you're going to be welcomed with such warm uh, arms and, and hearts. And people are very stoked about Wage War being on the ship. And we see it every day in the message board. And what I was going to ask you is if it's okay if we chime back in with you after the ship and see how your experience was in the next, the first two days after the ship, which Britain, I should probably say, those are the worst. The, the days on the yeah. ship aren't bad. Yeah. Sea legs for me have always, every single time, and I've done it nine times, I mm -hmm. think, at this point. So, dram Dramamine for day one if you're uh, playing okay. a show, sure. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 like turning a very sturdy, large, modern hotel on its side. You really yeah. don't notice it unless the sea is kind of speaking to you that night. Otherwise, mm -hmm. 
you don't realize you're on a boat, especially when you're playing and you're focused on that and the crowd, it just feels like you're just at another gig. Just, yeah. But, I you can know, imagine. People, go ahead, Brett. Sorry. No, no, please. By all means. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't talking. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah. I was going to say, I can imagine, uh, you know, that's a way bigger boat than I've ever been on. So I, I know that makes a huge difference. And like you mentioned, like all the, you know, all the hangs, like you're going to be with all the boys and, you know, running into people all night long. So it's probably going to be so many distractions that you don't even mm-hmm. notice you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's your typical festival, right? Yeah. You run into people you hadn't seen in a year or two and you're like, Oh, yeah, you're here. Strength okay, in numbers, well, right? You know, like if you, if Plus, we are going to, it, else's too. yeah, as people <laughs> are pointing out, we are going to the Caribbean this year, another Gulf of Mexico. It's much easier ride. Yeah. I've heard that too. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, if you have any questions for either Seth or Britton, please put them in the comments. If you guys saw them uh, live recently, let's hear what your uh, what your experience was checking them out. If you hadn't seen them before, or if, or if you're a longtime fan, let's hear about it. I got a question before we go to, to the to the fans that are is fan related. Do you have any like bucket list venues, locations, you know, places that you just need to play or see? Uh, that you could only see, I should say, if you were in a band on tour, you know? I think Red Rock's definitely the first one that comes to mind. I'm sure it is for Seth, too. Yeah, we we talk about it fairly often. We really want to play Red Rocks. Yeah, it's an awesome venue. Every time I see a video of any band ever playing from there, I always, like, I always say, that, in the back of my mind, I say, that's got to be the most fucking magical feeling that you possibly could have like whatever you seen the one on. that have you seen the one uh, gojira played the recent oh. one is that the one with yeah. opeth i, I saw think it. so yeah but uh yeah every time i watch that i'm like this is the best band in the world <laughs> making a note of that because i only saw like their story that popped up in their oh, dude, it's, it's so funny it's so good you know, I, I lived in, I lived in Denver for a spell, and I saw one show at Red Rocks, and it was Sting. So you can imagine that my, my uh, experience wasn't quite up to par. Because if you ever seen the 1983 U2 show there during the war tour when it was pouring down rain, and it just felt like Sunday, know, Day Sunday, they were kind of like on another spiritual plane. It was it, that's where you kind of go. That's fucking Red Rocks. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. So someone asked a question, gentlemen, and you can both answer this separately. And this is from Karen. She wants to know if you had $1 million, $1 million in a casino and you had one hour to play, um, what are you playing? Because there's a casino on the boat. If I have $1 million? And you can't walk away from the table just because you have a million bucks. You have to play it. Uh, dude, I'm, throwing, I'm going to the roulette. And putting a million down on black and just right. So you're it. in and out of there in a minute, is what you're telling me. You're oh, not yeah, going to space yeah. gonna, it out we're, 50 we're, here, 100 we're gonna, there. We're, we're, yeah, we're ripping the band aid off and we're going to see where we go with this thing. Those we're, are big tears, uh, my friend. Big tears. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could be, or you never know. Big win, too. Britain literally took the words out of my mouth because uh, every time we're in Vegas, uh, we always walk over to a roulette table. We don't like waste our money, but you know, we go there and we're like, all right, whatever you're going to put down, whether it's a 20, a 50 or like a hundred, nobody ever does more than like a hundred dollar bill, but we're going to the roulette table and we're putting it on black. We're all doing it together. The whole group, you know, whoever's walking the whole squad. And then if we all win, boom, best night ever. We all just won money. Like let's, let's party. If we all lose, 
we all lose together. Everybody's sad <laughs> together, you know, but uh, he stole my answer. We're absolutely betting that million on black. All right. That's well, awesome. you know, that's a, I wish I would have thought about it. What I used to do the same thing, but I would take $100 from our little like merch, you know, uh, like petty cash thing and be like, all right, guys, if I win, we get a hotel tonight or something. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I lose, I will pay back that hundred dollars. Okay. At some point. Hey, yeah. <laughs> there's, we have a ship rocker, Josh. He's a probably big fan. He guys, uh, seen you guys 10 times or more wow. looking so cool. forward to seeing a ship. And he's getting way out ahead. He's putting the the cart way in front of the horse here. He goes, well, will you guys be playing two different sets on board? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it too much. So that's a great idea. That's a very cool idea. But we, ha- we have not even made one set list yet. You so. just made 3,000 people sweat balls because they're going, shit, man. I saw the one set. If they just play it again, <laughs> I can see the other band is playing at the same time. And now I got to fucking go over there. and Yeah, you just ruin their... In- yeah, they're That's just a good idea. Don't yeah. tell them. Don't tell them. You know, you're gonna show up twice. Start with a different song. You know, it's <laughs> so like they're playing a new song, and then they're just like, "Hey, uh, what's gonna happen there?" Caitlin wants to know what you guys have been doing with your off time. Any activities, hobbies, or just kind of laying low? Uh, lots of video games for sure. We Which play? one? It's too hot outside. Um, I play a lot of Super Smash Brothers. Um, and then I get into the really nerdy side. I play a lot of World of Warcraft. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, uh, you know, I'm gonna add on to that because I just bought a Switch, uh, just oh, yeah. a Nintendo Switch, so I can practice Mario Kart because I always get my butt kicked on tour. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one of these things and I'm gonna I'm gonna start practicing. Uh, Britain actually just recently bought a. <laughs> a mario yeah. kart wrestling belt like it's a big legit wrestling belt with like yeah wwe yeah wwe yeah. so it literally yeah. has like mario kart champion engraved into this big metal plate uh so we're bringing that on the next tour we're gonna have some tournaments and whoever whoever's the uh the champ will take it home at the end of the tour or yeah, yeah, one of you, you guys wear it on stage now uh, that's, that's right shit, right right <laughs> are either one of yeah. you guys air air hockey guys you guys play air hockey yeah, air hockey's fun. Yeah, I'm not very good uh, at it, but if I'm at like right, well, Busters, I'll take right, it. I'm playing for the belt on board. I'm playing you for the belt. All right. I'm good at knocking the puck off the table and someone having to go get it every five seconds. <laughs> Jeffrey's <laughs> got just knuckles, no fingers, dude. It's just, yeah. just a second knuckle down. He's like, I'll play you. <laughs> I, I remember this bowling alley that I used to go to, they didn't have the little things and people would just use their hands and slide it back and forth. I'd watch so many people just smash their fingers in there. <laughs> Fucking Absolutely. shit. Jesus Animals, Christ, man. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chad, where you want to do a uh, walk the plank guys walk the plank is basically we ask you a random question and it's whatever it comes out of our mind. Just tell us whatever your answer is. First thing you think of. Cool. Well, I'll start. Uh, my question is, um, and please both, uh, answer separately if you could uh what's your favorite comfort food Ooh, hot wings well oh, okay wait a second that's a very generic is there a specific place a, a type of flavor what, what are we get for um i mean there is a specific place but it's not near me it's in detroit so okay what's up uh, is it sweet oh, it's a place called yes it is yes <laughs> right. that place is awesome I'll that is that is with some sweet water. That right? is some of the best wings I've ever had, and I think about them all the time. And they think about you. 
I talked to them <laughs> yesterday. They were like, hey, you doing the you doing the wage work, guys, on the podcast? Don't want to miss them. So just give me a little word. I'll bring you something for the show, man. That's cool. Yeah, man. I'm going to hold you to it. Well, if I don't show up, you should kick my ass on the, on the shipper. <laughs> Make you walk the plank. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> How about you, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I spit out the words fried chicken, so I wasn't far off, um, but I was kind of thinking along the realm of, you know, Zaxby's, Cane's, Chick-fil-A, like, that's Ooh. that's comfort food for sure. Uh, that's good stuff. Agreed. Both of those are fucking solid answers. <laughs> All right. I don't, I, I'm going to hold off on my question, but Caitlin wants to know, do you guys have any musical guilty pleasures? It could be pop. It could be Demi Lovato. It could be anything. Do you guys have anything that people might go, holy shit, they listen to that? Dude, I, I get on like weird streaks of things. Like yesterday I had this weird thing of, uh, I wanted to listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. So fuck yeah. <laughs> I just get in weird moods. Dude, so Darius like, Rucker's a badass motherfucker. There's yeah. no shame in that. I don't know why that got me, but it did. <laughs> it, it's just, dude, it, what what really gets me is some of those lyrics in that song where he's talking about uh, "I'm such a baby." The dolphins made me cry. Dude, oh um, yeah, that was the worst, dude. That one, that, the, the, yeah. the 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 video with Marino. Ah. Yeah, dude. You gotta walk that back, dude. You gotta walk that back, both of you. <laughs> Bad. Oh, well, I was thinking about bare naked ladies when you were saying the one million dollars thing earlier. I was like, "Are you? Yeah. So we had a million dollars." I was like, "Oh man, I hope he drops some fucking bare naked ladies fucking lyrics right now." <laughs> but you redeemed yourself, dude. Hootie and the Blowfish. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Seth, what do you what are you listening to that you shouldn't be? I don't know, man. I I don't know if I could throw anything into this list nowadays. But I used I used to listen to like a lot of Taylor Swift. I was like pretty obsessed for a while there. Um, but I don't really, you know, I don't really jam it as much as I used to. I'm trying to think. I've got to unpack this. Okay. Taylor Swift. What, uh, is it, is it, it's why? Like some of those songs are fuck hard. I'll say, I'll say are they good. I, 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 fuck, I don't know, dude. I just know he's, she's always breaking up with dudes. That's all I know about her. I'll say this. Yeah. The, the, two albums, uh, the two albums, 1989 and Reputation uh-huh. were, were absolute heaters and that's mm-hmm. what got me on my kick and then i kind of fell off since reputation but uh 1989 though he just Ooh. said heaters for they are absolute heaters. all right yeah. bro what was the big song that was something about the kiss or some kiss or something that was on the radio you couldn't get what the fuck was it? chad you know her fucking stuff uh i mean every song i think says something about a kiss are you are you referring to like off of those records or recently I'm pulling it up and make sure. Off of like, stuff. what's her like? Like, I mean, what? That would have been 2018 that she was like dropped that one, and that you couldn't get the fucking. If anyone out there in Facebook land knows that big song by Is her, love? no, it wasn't love. I shit. We'll just get packed to it. Someone will chime in. There's probably a bunch of Taylor Swift fans out there that are now gonna admit it because Seth admitted it, and it's all <laughs> out in the open, man. Uh, it's out uh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my question to this is this to you guys. If you had to change one thing about the way you look, you're both incredibly handsome gentlemen, by the way. If you had to change one thing, what would it be? Dude, I'd probably downsize the size of my hands, dude. They are just not proportionate to my body. <laughs> They're too big. I've been uh, <laughs> but you know what? You They're can huge, really- dude. They're just massive. Put them next to your head. Dude, that's how you got the scholarship to DePaul. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Dude, I, I'm like I'm I'm five eleven and I can palm a basketball like LeBron James. It's crazy. I'll tell I you, man, you and Spud Webb. You can absolutely <laughs> grip a basketball or a football or whatever. So you got the advantage there. Yeah, Britton and I will put yeah. hands up together and like this is me and like this is Britton. It's like <laughs> I don't think I have to do this thing. This is so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> just an absolute power move. Just you know, <laughs> show me how small I am. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Seth, what would you change besides the size of your hands to make them bigger? Uh, so you know what? <laughs> uh, but besides that, I would. Uh, I've been told a couple times I've got like kind of pointy ears. You know. Oh, he's I'm going to make it look even plainer for the camera. Maybe Live I'll, long and oh. prosper, dude. Live long and prosper. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm like part elf. I'm not sure, but maybe I'd make him a little less pointy, a little less, <laughs> little less freakish. I don't know. My precious. Everybody's going to be looking at your ears the whole time. You're I just outed ears. myself. <laughs> Do I have pointy ears? I don't, I can't really tell. No, I'm I'm sure they're, just, they're, you know what they are? They're angular. I'm going to start doing the Rob Deer deck and, and tuck <laughs> Don't don't do that. So that nobody hears. Don't do what that guy's doing. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> Everyone's do gonna start trying to sh shake my hand on the ship. Gonna, yeah. oh, I can check these hands up. Like, shake you sign this basketball for my kid. Yeah, his <laughs> <laughs> hands ain't that big. Can you play a twelve string guitar? Yeah. Um, can I can I ask a question from a, a fellow <laughs> ship rocker to you guys? Yes. Yeah. So we do this thing at the end of Walk the Plank where we ask the, our guests a question from the week's previous guests who uh, have mm -hmm. asked, not knowing who you are. Uh, so it's just, they're asking a question without knowing who we're going to interview. And then you'll get to do the same and carry it on to the next guest. So, and I get to tell you who it's from, but he didn't get to know who he was asking. So in this, in this situation, it was Elias uh, from Nonpoint, the singer of Nonpoint. And he was mm -hmm. asking, um, have you ever seen an alien spacecraft while on tour? I don't I don't think so. But I have I have seen some weird stuff here in Florida by myself drive. <laughs> Take it. Mark it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say no as well. I've seen some wild like videos and I've seen even like what I think are probably just meteorites or whatever, like that were really close to us, you know, that like just were super vibrant and crazy to see. But I'm not going to say that was an alien spaceship because, you know, there's no way to confirm. But that but, doesn't but actually it could be something crazy out there. You never know. Actually, does this count? Like, I remember driving through uh, California in like 2016 in the van. And uh, Elon Musk was doing something with SpaceX that night, like up in the air. And there was, I was like, guys, wake up, look at this. And it, like, like everyone was looking at it. And it was uh, one of the SpaceX rockets like going up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that technically is a spaceship, but yeah. I guess it's not alien. I don't know. Mm, I think we're stretching it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, we'll give you points. You saw it, man. You were actually awake because okay. most people were asleep during that shit. He's like, I'm not waking up at yeah. 3 in the morning to watch this shit. Come it's on, true. man. Well, it was yeah. it was my shift to drive and everyone was sleeping, but I'm like, <laughs> yelling, I'm like guys, wake up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, last question. Uh, Terrell wants to know, um, oh, by the way, the song I was singing about, Last Kiss by Taylor Swift. Ah, uh, true. Thanks, uh, Karen. Uh, you are now uh, welcome to the uh, Hall of Shame for knowing that. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you have any new bands you guys are listening to a lot? I I do. Uh, a band called Churches, and they've been around for a while. Yeah. But, uh, that, 
their last couple albums, uh, their, their most recent one, especially I've been listening to a lot. And I actually, it was like two days after we got home from, from tour, we had been on the road for 11 weeks. I got home and two days later, I went to see churches play at the house of blues in Orlando. Um, I didn't think I would want to go to a concert anytime soon, but when I saw they're in town, I'm like, oh man, gotta go. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm pretty into them right now. They're, they're really okay. cool. Great band. Britain. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that's like brand new. Um, I'm trying to think. Doesn't even um, have to be brand new, dude. It could be a band you just discovered from 1974. Oh, um, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of Behemoth lately. I've been on like a black metal kick. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> fucking, um, fucking rips, dude. Yeah, yeah. Me, 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 and Seth saw them with uh, Napalm Death, and what was the other band? Genemy. Uh, Oh, yeah, Arch Enemy. So, yeah. so I've just been on like a crazy, like just power metal kick. Yeah, that was an awesome lineup. Old, yeah, old Negro man doing it. Yeah, he's awesome, mm-hmm. man. Interesting we character. Did. He's a he's an interesting dude. Absolutely. Oh, um, Sleep token. I don't know if you y'all have ever heard oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're going out. Pretty, I think I just saw something. They're going out with you, your former band tour mates in this moment. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah, good. I, I've, I've been jamming them a lot. They're they're pretty new. Last question, and then we'll kind of get to our thing where we kind of sign off. Um, and I'm interested in this. One band in history, doesn't matter who it is, who would you have liked to go on the road with? In history? Sure. Um, I would love to have played that, uh, that Moscow show with Metallica in 1991. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have sucked. Yeah, really weird. I was like, what? I think it was like the third or fourth biggest show, like I think, in the world ever. That, yeah, that was wasn't, a, wasn't it Metallica and Pantera and a and a local Russian band or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was uh, ACDC, Metallica, Pantera, and I think it was um, God, what was the other band? It was it was one that was really out of the box. I can't remember. I th- oh, Black Crows. That's what it was. Is that right? Dude, I kid you not. We we watch that live video every single tour. At some oh, point, yeah. at some point, we will turn that on in the bus and just blast it and watch the whole yeah. video. It is so inspiring, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, they come out to Enter Sandman, dude. It's just everyone on the bus is just going. <laughs> it's yeah, I remember that Black Tour coming out, and you're just kind of like. Uh, at the time, again, like, but understand, man, like, it's almost like paranoid. Like, I really don't need to hear it anymore. I kind of got it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're okay if we don't hear that song again. Yeah. But, of course, they're going to play it because there's that, you know, the, the people who came, Johnny came lately to the party, and they that's that's what they know of Metallica. So I'm not going to knock them. At least <laughs> they're listening to Metallica. So uh, we yeah. go, I would, yeah. you guys got a question for our, our next guest? Yes. So, gosh. Yes. I, I, I got I got one. Okay. Does that to be music, does that have to be music related? No. In fact, even better if it's not. Seth, you're gonna like this one. Is there more wheels or doors in the world? Oh, that's a great. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. Okay, great. That's probably my favorite. Literally, that we that anybody's asked anybody else. Yeah. You've heard yeah. that yeah. conversation, right? No. Chad, dude, no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell no, you no. really really think hard about this tonight, Justin and Chad. Whether or not there are more doors or more wheels in the world. Think about your the room you're in right now, all right? Think about your driveway. Think about your whole house, your car. 
bicycles, roller skates. Think about it. It's a huge question. I smoke a lot of weed. This might keep me up all night long. This is a question. This is great. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a is there an answer to it? Or is it just I all speculation? It's a global debate right now, and I'm going to say it's all speculation until somebody actually does the math. But I like it's this. a crazy I like loaded question. Yeah, yeah. They're really, what, is this from like one BC? Like the the I amount mean, of doors and wheels since then, or just right now, I, currently? I would say currently, currently, right? Currently, yeah. Okay, yeah, currently. Yeah. I, I was going to say because uh, yeah, if we started one BC, I mean they didn't really create the wheel until a thousand years later. True. There's always doors. There's always ways we want to. Anyway, guys, listen, we've had you for an hour. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you. Thank you for everyone who's been paying attention, who have offered up all the great questions out there in Facebook land. Uh, the album is Manic. It's been out now for a while. The guys are still touring out. They got a new tour in July starting uh, in Detroit. I don't know the exact date, but uh, out with Three Days Grace and Zero, who's also going to be joining us on Ship Rocks. Uh, the new live video you can find on YouTube um, or wherever you stream videos for Godspeed is out. Check it out. If you saw them on the Slipknot tour, you might be in it. Who knows? Stranger yeah, things. You might. Seth Britton, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Congrats on all the success. You guys well earned it. Uh, please say hello to Bryce for me when you see him. Um, Will do. Real quick, before we check off, guys, this show would not happen without several people uh, from Ask For. That'd be... Uh, our show producer, Al McManus, our show engineer, Jennifer Zito, our show coordinator, Heather Smith, and of course, the captain, Alan Koenig. Guys, uh, if you plan on joining us in January 2023, where you can see Wage War and many others like Parkway Drive, who we just announced uh, the week before last, and Falling Reverse, and about 25 other really killer bands, um, go to shitrock.com and you can still pick up a cabin. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll cross paths soon, hopefully. Take Sounds care. good. All right. Thanks, yeah, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Godspeed. Manipulated, got away with life that stole my trust. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.